Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. We're starting our legacy series, as Gab just mentioned right now. And this series leads us into our legacy offering on Sunday the 30th of May. You might be asking yourself, what is legacy? What am I talking about? Well, legacy is a once a year offering where we give above and beyond our usual or our regular tithes and offerings. And so today, if it's your first time in our church, or maybe you've only joined us recently, I just want to assure you that we don't talk about money all the time. Okay, some people say all the church wants is your money, and maybe you're thinking it's true. It's not true, okay? That's not what we're all about. I, I want to encourage you today to realize that, that the truth of the matter is that we really only speak about this three weeks a year during our time of legacy. And the other times of the year, we don't. So can you do something for me today? If you're here and maybe you're feeling a little bit uncomfortable or maybe you're feeling, you know, maybe a little bit annoyed. Yeah, I knew this is what church was about. Can you just do something for me, please? Can you make sure you're here the other 49 weeks of the year? When we don't speak about money, okay? Make sure you're then here where we don't speak about that because that's not the heart of Elevation. That's not the heart of mine or Pastor Ross Abraham. That's not what we're about. We are not about that. But over the coming weeks, we are going to be speaking about giving and things like money and things like that. But uh, I just want to let you know it's more than giving. Our giving is more than that. It's about legacy, It's about legacy, and so that's what we're going to be talking about, legacy. Our goal in this series is to help you become a person who will leave a legacy, and not just leave a legacy, any kind of legacy, but to leave a legacy for God's kingdom. Let's pray. God, I just thank you today that, Lord Jesus, you left the greatest legacy that anyone could ever leave. In your death, in your resurrection, you gave us relationship with God. You gave us the free gift of salvation. I thank you today that as followers of Christ, we want to follow in your footsteps to leave a legacy in the generations that come after us, Lord Jesus. So I thank you today we would have an open heart to hear from you, Lord Jesus, as I speak in your amazing name. Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, hey, I'm excited today. Have you ever stopped to think about, to have a look at the lasting impact you are making in the world around you? Like, do you ever take time out of your day, out of your week, uh, out of what you're doing to stop and think and ask yourself the question, what am I passing on that is of lasting value to the people around me and to the people who will follow on after me? I wonder how many of us ask that question, and I know that sometimes I ask that question. In fact, I ask it quite a bit. I ask the question, God, is what I'm doing as a pastor really making a difference in the world around me? Is it making a difference in our church, in people's lives that I meet? Is it making a difference in eternity and all those things? Is it it impacting the community you've called me to? I ask that question when it comes to being a husband. I ask the question, am I being a husband for my, that my two sons will look up to and say, that's the kind of husband I want to be? Am I being an example to maybe men around me? Am I leaving an example to my, to my daughter so that when she potentially finds a man in the future, you know, like in 30, 40 years, maybe 50 years, 
Will she see in him a man who can be a great husband that I have modeled? I ask this as a father. I ask this as a follower of Jesus. I ask this as a steward of the finances that God has blessed me with. Am I being an example? And I'm sure I'm not alone in asking these questions. I'm sure there's been moments of time in your life where you ask that question. You may not ask it every day, but I'm sure there's times where you ask it. Ever been and watched a documentary about someone who's just touched the world in an amazing way and you look at your own life and you go, what? <laughs> Anyone like, oh, you see a movie, motivational movie, and you leave that movie and you're like, oh, man. <laughs> but, you know, we ask that question. And whether you're young or old, you've asked it. You've thought about it. Maybe you've never thought about it. I can guarantee in your life, in some time in the future, you are going to ask the question, what kind of an impact am I leaving in the world? What are we really thinking about? We're thinking about that word there, legacy. Legacy, I looked it up in the dictionary. It's defined as this, an amount of money or property left to someone in a will. And that's kind of like the traditional view of legacy. But, you know, I really think it's so much more than that. I think it's deeper than that. I think it's richer than that. I don't think that that's actually what legacy is really about. So what do I believe legacy is truly about? This is what I believe legacy is. Legacy is passing on things of lasting value to those who will follow on after us. Passing something of lasting value onto someone else. Legacy, that's what it is. And I, I think the following verse is a great way to look at legacy from a biblical perspective. It says this, the psalmist in Psalm 145 verse 4, One generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. Parents, if you've got children, and you would because you're a parent, but parents today, can I encourage you, pass on the mighty works of God. Remind your children, hey, God has done this in our family. God has done this for mom and dad. God has done this for you. Pass on the mighty acts from one generation to another. The, the psalmist asks themselves the question, what's something of lasting value that I can pass on to those that follow me? And he stops and he thinks about it and he comes to the realization that what he can pass on what is of utmost importance is that he can pass on the stories, the works, the mighty acts of God, what God has done in his life, what God has done in his generation, to the generation that follows him, to leave a legacy. And so let's delve into this a little bit deeper today. Um, we're going to share from some scripture. It'll be on me, behind me on the screen. But we're going to look at a story from the book of Joshua today. And uh, if you don't know the Bible very well, Joshua is a book in the Old Testament. It is a book that describes the campaign of Israel entering into a place we call the Promised Land. That was the land of Canaan. It was a land that was promised to their forefather Abraham hundreds and hundreds of years earlier. And so it details them entering into this land. And so they're going to face many obstacles in the way. There's people that live there, they're going in to take their land. So there's going to be armies they're going to face. But before they face armies and swords and chariots and all those types of things, the first thing they face is crossing this river called the Jordan River. They have to cross this Jordan River. And I don't know about today, but I imagine there's probably bridges that go over it. Or maybe there's bypasses that go around it. But back in that day, there was no bridges. There was no other route they could take. They had to cross 
the Jordan River. So we're going to pick it up in Joshua 4, verse 14. So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is at flood stage all during harvest. So the Jordan River is flooded at the moment. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the Ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. So, you know, kilometers upstream from the river, it stopped. It piled up in a heap a great distance away at a town called Adam in the vicinity of um, Zerethan. While the water flowing down to the sea of the Arabah, that is the Dead Sea, was completely cut off. So the people crossed over opposite Jericho. The, cre- the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stopped in the mo- middle of the Jordan and stood on dry ground while all Israel passed by until the whole nation had completing the crossing on dry ground. I don't know if you realize this, but the Israelites were in a campaign to take the land of Canaan, and just like they were doing that, we're also in a campaign to claim God's kingdom here on earth, to bring God's kingdom here. To, we're in a campaign to win people for Jesus Christ. And just like the Israelites faced obstacles, they had a Jordan River to cross. We too will face obstacles in our life. Has anyone ever noticed that? We too will face things, situations in our life, then we will have to cross our Jordan rivers also. A Jordan River is anything in the way of where God wants you to be. Anything standing in the way of God's plan for you. And we can avoid the Jordans in our lives We can hide away from them. We can shrink back from them. But what we'll find is that we'll never be where God has called us to be if we don't confront and face the Jordans in front of us. And today, your Jordan could be many, many things. Your Jordan could be addiction. It could be addiction to a substance or an experience. It could be bad relationships that are leading you away from God. might be wrong thinking. You believe lies that are spoken into your Head. It could be negativity that you carry around in your life. It could be uncontrolled emotions of anger and hate and depression, these types of things. It could be ungodly living behaviors and actions that you, don't, you know don't align with God's standard. The Israelites carried something that helped them face the Jordan. Do we remember in that scripture verse, it talks about how they were carrying the Ark of the Covenant this was a, a, a thing that God had made them. Uh, it was like a, well, it was an Ark of a Covenant. Have you guys seen Indiana Jones? We know it, you know what it is. It was a, a, a thing that they had made. It was covered in gold and it had the Ten Commandments inside and other things in it. And it was carrying the presence of God. They carried the Ark of the Lord, the presence of God into the Jordan. And I want to encourage us today, church, that you too, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you too carry the presence of God with you as you step into and face your Jordan River. God's presence is with you. God's power is in you. You are not alone. And just like God stopped that Jordan River, God can help you to overcome the Jordans that you face in your life. And today, maybe you're here and you're not a follower of Jesus. There's never been a moment in your life where you've said, you know what, Jesus, I need you in my life. I want to say to you today that you can know Jesus. He's waiting for you. And maybe in your life, you've been trying to confront 
Jordan rivers, but you haven't been able to get over them, you haven't been able to overcome them, can I just say that with Jesus Christ in your life and the Holy Spirit, He can empower you to have victory over those things. And so today I want to give you an opportunity to receive Jesus at the end of my message. And so the Israelites, they crossed the Jordan River. It's an amazing miracle. The Bible says it was flooded at that time. So, you know, we're not talking about a river that was only up to the ankles. It's like big deal. It was flooded, you know, whitewater rapids, these kind of things. And so it was a miracle of God. As they're crossing the Jordan River, Joshua says to the Israelites, he says, pick one man from every tribe of Israel, and I want you to gather a stone from the river as you're crossing over. In fact, right where the priests with the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark of the Lord is standing, I want you to grab a, grab a stone, a boulder, and pick that up and carry it with you. So after the successful crossing of all the people, Joshua, he says, bring those 12 stones and lay them down here. We're going to build them up into a monument to God. And then it says this, it continues in Joshua 4, verse 20. And Joshua set up at Gilgal the 12 stones they had taken out of the Jordan. He said to the Israelites, in the future... When your descendants ask their parents, what do these stones mean? Tell them, Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the Jordan before you until you had crossed over. The Lord your God did to the Jordan River what he had done to the Red Sea when he dried it up before us until we had crossed over. He did this so that all the peoples of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful and so that you might always fear the Lord your God. What's Joshua doing here as he grabs these stones and these boulders and builds a monument? He's leaving a legacy for those who will come after him. He's creating a legacy for the people who are following them. He's saying these stones, this monument that we are building in this place is a monument that points future generations to the power of God, to God and His mighty acts that He can do. And to know God and His power and His goodness and His love and His sacrifice and His grace and salvation and judgment and redemption is the greatest thing of lasting value that anyone could ever leave on this earth. Come on, if you believe it today, why don't you give God some praise in this place. See, an inheritance is what we give someone. A legacy is what we leave in someone. And Joshua understood this. He, he understood what legacy was about. He wants to leave a relationship with God. And that's what we as Elevation Church want to do. That's what we as believers of Christ want to do. We want to leave a legacy of God. A relationship with God the Father, God the Son, Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit. We want to leave that legacy in someone's life. The person of God in someone's life is the greatest legacy that we can ever leave someone. And so our legacy offering is all about that. Today I just want to detail and run through what we, uh, uh, what we are going to be um, putting towards our legacy offering to make a lasting impact. So if you're writing notes, take these down. Number one, uh, our first item is heart church planting. 
the Heart of Elevation Church of our lead pastors, Ross and, uh, Ross and Kathy Abraham, is multiplying healthy local churches. So church planting, bringing churches into communities that need to know about Jesus Christ is an important thing for Elevation Church. And over the last couple of years, through our legacy offerings, through your generosity, we have given, uh, we have planted, we have been involved in planting churches in Cairns and Mandra and Tamworth and Byron Bay. And so from your giving, you've planted churches into those regions, having an impact for Jesus Christ. And this coming year, we want to continue this. I was speaking to a church planner a couple of weeks ago who is part of our INC movement that we are a member of. And they are starting a church in Dandenong. So this year, we are going to come alongside that church, financially support them as they do a work in Dandenong, all the way on the other side of the city. And so the, the, the thing is, we want to be a part of that. And so we can influence other cities from our city here. And so we want to be part of that this year, even if we never set foot in Dandenong. I can't remember the last time I've been to Dandenong. But even if we never set foot there, we are supporting men and women called by God, a congregation of church people just like us to reach their community for Jesus Christ. And you know, for the longest time, I've prayed and believed that us as a church, we could send people, we will send people in the future out to plant churches in Melbourne and in Victoria, maybe send people to, to be, join other church plants in Australia or around the world to birth new churches ourselves, to lo- come alongside those who are planting churches. This is our heart and this is our legacy. So that's number one. Number two is home. And so uh, home is complete building fit out. Hey, isn't this a great building that we are in? Isn't it so awesome? You know, we're really proud of this building. If, if you ever came to our, our location, uh, our building that we were in, in, in Sunshine, this is a much better building. Much better building. Like, like, that was a great place, but this is more greater. This is the best. And so we're really proud of our building, the facilities that we have for our kids, and our, our, our cafe, and our parents' rooms, and this auditorium. And after spending years as a set-up and pull-down church, it is so good to no longer have to do that. Each Sunday we come here, it's all ready. It's awesome to have a home. This is our home. This is our church home. However, there's still some things we want to complete. And so this coming year, uh, we want to uh, look at that. And so we're going to allocate money in these areas. We need to meet some operating expenses. Uh, It costs a lot of money to lease this building. Um, If you want to know how much money, come and ask me. I'll tell you it's a lot of money. And the fact of the matter is that our tithes don't actually cover the costs to um, to lease this building and all our other operating costs. And so we need to use some of our legacy giving to cover this. Uh, and so, you know, as I'm speaking uh, of tithes, can I encourage anyone here today, if you are part of this church family, can I encourage you in the area of tithing? Uh, you know, tithing is as much a spiritual discipline as prayer as reading your Bible, as being part of a church community, it's as much a part. And so I truly believe that if you're a member of this church, uh, if God leads you to, and I believe he does, that you can and join with us to be tithing. And maybe for you, tithing is a Jordan River. 
And maybe for you, tithing is an obstacle in the way of what God wants to see occur in your life. And so I would encourage you, you know, God is asking you to cross this river. I would encourage you, you know, you're on one side with God, with His anointing on your life, with Him speaking to you. You can cross over that Jordan River to become in a place of tithing. And so if you're not tithing, please ask the Holy Spirit to guide you through this. Ask the Holy Spirit for him to be around you, to step out in obedience and start doing it. Okay, so that's one area. The other area is we want to put some acoustic panels in our foyer area. Uh, you'll notice afterwards, after the service, it's quite loud out there. It's hard to hear each other speak, so we want to put some acoustic panels to reduce the noise. We also want to finish off our parents' room. Any parents here with little bubs, little children here? We want to finish that off. We want to uh, get a microwave in there so you can heat up any milk or anything like that. We want to fix the video stream that we have going into there as well. We want to finish off our Elevation Kids' rooms. We want to uh, put some money in there so that we can enable our, our Elevation Kids' leaders to stream videos to the TVs we have in those rooms so that your children, as they're learning about Jesus, it can be something that's interactive and something that sort of like gets their attention, something that they enjoy. It's exciting for them. We also want to update our fire equipment, fire extinguishers and fire blankets. <laughs> Some of these things are pretty boring, but we need to do them. Uh, we want to install a fire door to the back storage area of our building, put a fire door there. Uh, and we also want to purchase some video equipment to enable us to live stream our services. And so we want to create an environment where you can bring your friends, you can bring your family along, and you're proud of the building, you're proud of what they're going to come to. Uh, you know, people look with their eyes, they see visually, and so we want to create an environment to do that, you know, to create environments that, uh, that inspire intimacy with Christ relationship with others and influence in our world that's what we're about and so this is our home this is our legacy and then thirdly we want to look at hand and hand is is local not-for-profits red frogs and global care you know it's so easy as a church to look internally and to not look outside the four walls. We never want to become an insular church. We want to be continuing to look outside the four walls of the church to reach the community around us and beyond. And so this is where our hand comes to help others. And so this coming year, we want to come alongside our local not-for-profit. We're currently out there looking at organizations that we can come alongside of, maybe in the areas of uh, domestic violence or um, areas of disability or childhood programs, somewhere where we can come alongside of to help them and assist them to reach the people outside uh, our church. We want to also continue our financial support of Red Frogs. Red Frogs provide programs that uh, safeguard young, young people in high schools. They go to schoolies weeks. They go to sports um, events, they go to music festivals and stuff like that. During COVID-19, they've lost some long-term sponsors. So we want to come alongside them and to support them, to continue assisting them. Our longer goal as a church is to run our own Red Frogs team out of Elevation into Victoria University. We have a university, about 8,500 people, like five kilometers up the road. Our longer-term goal is for us to go in there with Red Frogs to reach those young men and women who need to know about Jesus Christ. And then we also want to continue our financial support of Global Care. Global Care is the uh, social justice arm and disaster relief 
uh, arm of our INC movement. And so they go into situations where there's natural disasters like fire or floods. Uh, they go into places where people need a helping hand and they help those people out. And they too have lost some long-term uh, sponsors during COVID-19. We want to come alongside and support that, or, that, that organization, which is part of our denomination. And so in August this year, Global Care is doing a Red Dust Challenge. A Red Dust Challenge. And our lead pastor, Ross Abraham, is part of that. But a team of cyclists... I'll, I'll be honest with you. When I first heard about this challenge, I got worried Pastor Ross was going to make me do it. <laughs> a bit like Kokoda. What they're doing is they're taking some bikes uh, with fat tires and they're riding in the, Simps the Simpson Desert 620 kilometers over eight days. And so when Pastor Ross was talking about this, I was like, please, God, God answered my prayers. But Pastor Ross is doing it, and, and, so, are, and so are other uh, cyclists from our Elevation Church and our INC churches. And so as a church, we've committed, I've made a commitment on behalf of our church, Melbourne West, that we're going to support those guys and give towards uh, the Red Dust Challenge, which is part of Global Care. And so 30% of our legacy offering is going to heart and hand. So 30% of that is going outside the four walls of our church and this will be our legacy. So that's what we want to do with our legacy offering this year. That's how we want to Im impact the world around us. That's how we want to do some things inside our home church here. And, and you might be asking yourself, or you might not be asking, but you might be asking, how much money do we need to do this? How much money are we talking about here? And, and I'm glad you asked, even if you didn't. To do this, we need $45,000. We, we stopped, we itemized all the items, we put monetary values next to them, and it came to $45,000. So we didn't just pull a figure out of the air, you know, let's just ask for more than we need. No, this is what we've come to. So our legacy 2021 goal is $45,000. You might be thinking, that sounds like a lot of money. Uh, 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 well, it sounds good. I like that. I'm going to talk to you after the church. And I know it is, but I'm excited. The reason I'm excited is because this amount of money is the amount of money that God's going to have to move in people's hearts for this to happen. Like, I can't give a motivation speech up here to, to, to open up your purse strings enough to give towards that. But I believe that God's speaking to you. His Holy Spirit can move in your hearts to meet this goal. See, we're not just about us and our own. It's also about meeting people out in the community, the legacy we can leave. And so, you know, Joshua, he asked men to pick up some stones as they were crossing the Jordan River, to carry those stones. So today I'm asking us as a church, I'm asking you as a family, I'm asking you as a couple, I'm asking you as an individual, would you join with us with myself, my wife Gabby, because we're part of this together as well. This is a challenge for me too. Would you join with us, whether you're a young person, an old person, male or female, to carry this legacy offering in 2021? To join and be part of this. To be one of the many, one of the many who will give above and beyond. To say in the years ahead, as we look back, look what God did through my faithfulness 
and my generosity and my legacy-minded thinking and my hard attitude to want to reach the world in this building and outside around us that God has done for me, to, to, for us to bring our stones, our offering, and stack them before God as a reminder of God's mighty works, as a reminder of God's power to move in us, to leave a monument that future generations are able to see. You know, I think that those stones that the Israelites carried must have been pretty heavy and pretty big. It talks about how in future generations people would look at them and say, what are these? So I don't think we're talking about pebbles here. I think we're talking about something big, something heavy, something weighty, and quite possibly difficult for these guys to carry. And today I'm asking you likewise to carry the weight and the size of this legacy offering. It may be hard. It may be tough, it may be a sacrifice, but it's worth it to see God move. I, 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 it's worth it. I don't want to spend another year just being the same church. I want to see us outreach and reach our church and our community. It's not about how much you give. We're not looking for equal giving, but equal sacrifice. So some of us may have greater capacity to give. Some of us may have less capacity to give, but the sacrifice is shared equally. See, if we have a greater capacity to give than others, then it's upon us to sacrifice to give greater. If we have less capacity to give, well, that's okay because our sacrifice is still equal to the one who gave much. You know, there's a story in the Bible of the widow who brings her two mites and, and these other people that bring lots of money. And Jesus talks about, hey, her giving was sacrificially more than the others. God sees that. God is upon that. God is with that. So it is upon us to sacrifice as much as the person next to you, turn to the person next to you and say, hey, I can't wait to sacrifice with you. <laughs> if we have little, our sacrifice can be as significant as the person next to us. The kids could come, that would be great. As I close today, I believe that our heart, our home and our hand will leave a lasting legacy of value in the world, uh, but, but more importantly, in eternity. Everything we do Everything we do as Christians, as followers of Christ, everything we, and when we share God, when we tell people about Jesus, that's leaving an eternal legacy. It's making a difference in people's eternity. We believe that in every one of these areas, people can come to know the saving power of Jesus Christ. People can come to know Him, to have the legacies of their lives changed forever. But I also believe this, if you'll come on board, It'll change your life too. It'll change your life too. See, it'll change your mindset about money. It'll change your mindset about sacrifice and giving. If God will do a work in your heart, God, God will do a work in your heart. It'll change the way you think about things. I'm part of something bigger. I'm part of something that we're all joining in together with to do something greater. You're part of making a difference. You're part of leaving a legacy. In the seat pocket in front of you, we have our, our legacy giving cards. They look like this. And, and I just want to encourage you uh, a couple of things uh, right now. Uh, one, uh, put, take it, well, firstly, take one today. And then what I want you to do is just put it on your fridge or in your, on your mirror or on your desk, you know, whatever you look at quite often, just put it there and leave it there. Put it somewhere so that every day you see it, let it speak to you. Let it speak to you, this, this, this legacy card. And then number two, I want you to seek God about what legacy means for you, what it means to you. 
Ask Him for a revelation about how you're leaving a legacy. Can I just say, legacy isn't all just about an offering. It's about so many other things too, which we're going to talk about next week. We're going to have a look at those things. But let, let God speak to you about what legacy means for you. Give you a revelation of how you can leave a legacy. Thirdly, pray about what to give to our legacy offering. If, if you're a couple, I, I'd encourage you to pray separately. Pray to God, hey God, what are you, what are you saying? And then come together in the week of our offering and see what God has said to you. And then fourthly, uh, bring your legacy offering on Sunday, the 30th of May. And um, if you skip that Sunday, don't worry, we're going to be asking a couple of weeks after that too. <sighs> but bring your legacy offering on Sunday, the 30th of May. Come prepared. Uh, on the card, there's many different ways to give. I'm not going to go through it right now, but we will explain in a bit more detail in the weeks ahead. But just come along ready to give. Be prepared. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you as well. Be prepared for the Holy Spirit to speak to you on that day. But just have a mindset that says, hey, there's a sacrifice involved, but I know that there's something great that will come from this. I know that there's a community out there that needs Jesus Christ. I know that we've been put in this western, western suburbs for a reason, to bring people to Jesus. You've got friends, you've got family that need to know about God. This is a church where they can come to experience His goodness, to give their lives to Him. You are the church. You go out into your community. You go out into your world. You bring the church to them. So today, I just want to encourage you to just really say, God, I want to be part of this. God, I want to be part of leaving a legacy. If you just close your eyes today, God, I want to be part of Jesus leaving something of lasting value. Lord God, that lasting value is you. So Jesus, as we, as we just come around this time of legacy, Jesus, that would be our mindset.